and he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 22 and 23. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. (coughs) The words of Shakespeare always come to mind on a sweet night like tonight. We few, we happy few. We band of brothers and sisters. This point I just wish to drive home that I know each of you already knows at some level, which I hope to impress just a quarter inch deeper into the heart, um, is that the church is the body of Christ. That it's not uh, just a metaphor, that it, that it seems when Paul, uh, when the Spirit's speaking through Paul in Ephesians, um, it's actually transcended the world of metaphor and it's just describing reality. That we are the body of Christ. We, of course, can't see this because we only think of bodies as what we can see with our eyes, but that's why in this passage, Paul prays that we might be able to perceive with the eyes of the heart. It's with the eyes of the heart that we discern the reality that we are the body. It's as real um, as the love between husband and wife. You can't see it, you can't measure it, but uh, it is every bit real. Um, Ephesians chapter 1 tells us that God the Father gave Jesus to us. And it almost has a sort of like bridal imagery, like here's the groom being presented to the bride. And that being united to Jesus by his indwelling Holy Spirit, he really and truly is the head of the thing that we are now a part of. And this is, um, it's a bit paradoxical, so I want to be careful in my speech because, of course, God needs nothing. He's infinitely perfect and contained in himself, lacks nothing. And yet, by humbling himself, the Son of God um, became the head, and the head needed a body. And that's why we have this very curious, found nowhere else in the New Testament expression, that we, the church, are the fullness of Jesus. Which is startling, because he is the perfect one. In fact, Paul, the Holy Spirit, perfectly ties these things together. We are the fullness of him who fills all in all. So he already is perfection in himself, and yet, in his love for us, he's called us to be the fullness of himself. That he rendered himself, by taking on our flesh, incomplete, as it were, without a body. That we are the body of which he is the head. Um, It's especially remarkable when we recall that he is perfect, and we are sinful. As I was, um, this passage really kind of just struck me between the eyes today, so I was kind of studying it a little bit. That one of the great biblical scholars, F.F. Um, F. Bruce, commented on this passage, and I love this. He says, that God should set such a high value on a community of sinners, rescued from perdition, and still bearing too many traces of their former state, might well seem incredible, unbelievable were it not made clear that he sees us in Christ. So you see, it's so strange that God would choose to sort of so tie himself to us, and yet that's what he has chosen to do through the life that he himself pours out into us as the head. So in the same way that it's the head that animates the body, that gives it life and, and movement, right? Like my brain 
I didn't take a lot of biology, so I hope I don't go wrong here, but <laughs> that the brain sends a signal to the hand and it moves. Um, the, the, the animating power comes from the head. Same with us, right? Our life comes from the head. The fact that we have been made clean by Christ Jesus, the fact that we have spiritual life and strength in him, it all flows down into us from our head. Christ fills all in all, and yet we are his fullness. And I'm saying all this about the church um, because on All Saints Day, uh, it's one of the few times where the church says, the church is awesome. Right? We rightly kind of carry ourselves as the Lord would call us to be, which is um, humble before him and acknowledging our faults. But on All Saints Day, we can point to those who um, made great growth in the Holy Spirit in the course of their lives and say, look what's possible when you follow Christ with all your heart. That long list of saints in the litany that we said, look what happens when you give your life fully to Christ. Look what he can do with your life. And we, we celebrate the saints as a way of celebrating the church, right? The, um, just because we are a thumb doesn't mean we sort of say we're not a part of the body when compared to the, the wonderful spiritual um, accomplishments, as it were, of some of the great saints. So we're united to them, but in pointing to them, we're really celebrating the church, which only gets its glory from the head. Right? When your body, the body accomplishes, accomplishes something, it's the head that gets the credit. Right? not the body itself. And that's one of the things that's so important to get right on All Saints Day is the, the saints would hate if we honored them in any way without pointing to the Lord that they gave everything they had to try and honor. So when we honor the saints, we don't stop there. We see at who they're pointing to, which is their Messiah, who is our Messiah. And that's one thing I love doing. When you read church histories, I know some of you guys are studying uh, in school and it's to realize that all those names that we just read, each one of them prayed the Our Father. The same prayers that you're praying in the midst of your daily prayers. Each one of them prayed a prayer of confession and prayers for mercy that we're just joining in that same rich life of life in Christ. Um, it's important that when we... Um, well, actually, I already covered that. <laughs> the... Um, Another thing that makes the church, I think, really awesome that we remember on All Saints Day is that the church, like her head, is immortal. Christ Jesus, as it says in 1 Corinthians, um, has died and been raised again, and he can never die again. And what's true of the head is true of the body. We will never die again. Our bodies will die. But we will not die. We will go to live with him. We will join him with in immortality. So what that means is when we say the church properly, we actually mean by numbers most mostly Christians who are already this life has ended, but they're with the Lord. And a small portion of the church yet remains in this time of testing, in this struggle, this life that we, that we are living here on earth. But there aren't two churches. There's one church, one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I love the picture of an upstairs and a downstairs. There's us downstairs and the saints in heaven upstairs, but we're all in the same house. Um, We are uh, one body. And it, because our, we are truly united to Christ, as body, as close as body to head, um, a lot of church fathers will interpret the Genesis story as about Christ and his church. We have been made flesh of his flesh and bone of his bone. Like that's that narrative of Adam and Eve. We are truly united to him, and therefore we're really united to each other in a mystical bond of union with Christ and love with each other that we are actually 
united to each other, not just here Christians on earth, but also with the Christians who are in heaven. That's the, the other great kind of mystery and wonder of All Saints Day is that we're kind of still shoulder to shoulder with them, standing around the Lamb who was slain, praising him together. The church uh, continues immortal. So when we commemorate the saints, we're not commemorating people in the past, although their mortal life was in the past. We're commemorating people in the present who still bring glory to God because of the witness of their faithful lives while they were on earth. Part of why I love this feast um, is it allows us to see just how broad and deep and wide the saving plan of God is. That from, as we heard in Revelation, from every tribe and tongue and nation, Greek, Latin, and Gothic, and French, and Italian, and Urdu, and all the languages, all the peoples, um, that God has this plan to, to, to bring the as gospel to all, and, to, and the, he longs for all to be saved. And from every tribe and tongue and nation, he has called people to himself who have responded, uh, who make up the great cloud of witnesses. So he is, you know, it's important that we pay the most attention to our own souls and our life in God. Um, but it's nice also to kind of sometimes look aside and remember, oh yeah, he's doing lots of good stuff in history, in the present and for the last 2,000 years of his work through his spirit, through his church here on earth. How wonderful are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. Amen.